Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. Got to the training ground at City at the time but it was an old school so there was no heating, the pitches were terrible, you know it was just an old school building so it was a bit of a cold shock but you know it was nice to just to be hopefully playing again and you know instead of sitting on a bench to, to go, and, go and play. So it was, it was good to good to have a fresh start. I was going to say that the team at, uh, at Main Road at the time were, were battling against relegation. How, how hard is it to come into a dressing room where, where I mean, the team isn't winning? Yeah, it's difficult always. You know, uh, I, I came in and, you know, the the culture probably wasn't great at the club, to be honest with you. You know, there's a bit of a drinking culture. You know, is the... Things needed to change, and obviously getting relegated doesn't help. But uh, I think it soon changed pretty quickly when Keegan came. Now, uh, looking back, you scored on your debut. It wasn't really a debut to remember, though—a four-one defeat. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you remember of that game? Uh, I just remember Gunny score, uh, Dunny, sorry, scoring literally from near enough his own half, kicking it against somebody, then going in a the goal. That's all I can remember from that game. It was like a ridiculous goal where he deflected. A clearance it went in from about 40 yards so not a, not one to remember but it was nice to you know to be playing again and get get on score sheet you'd already played at main road for uh, for coventry and leeds if i'm if i remember rightly at that time yeah like i said i love coming to main road the the pitch was massive you know it was really an uh, intimate place to play obviously it was in the middle of a moss side so you kind of like knew you were in for a little bit of a, a scrap so it, it, it was nice to you know to play there week in week out because you know the pitch was massive and it suited my my game, really. I was going to say we we look at stadiums now. They're they're all kind of these bowl stadiums, and uh, and there's a lot of talk about the character of stadiums. What what was Main Road like? I think it was intimidating if you were coming to play. If you were a player, you know you could get exposed on the pitch because the pitch was I think it was one of the biggest in the in the country at the time. So you know you, you know you had to defend one on one, and it was it was a difficult place to come. Now, obviously, when you when you were there, uh, it wasn't long until uh, there was a change of manager. Joe Royal uh, was uh, was sacked, and then and then Kevin Keegan came in. Um, how do you react as a, as a fairly new player in the dressing room? How do you react when when the manager that brought you there has uh, has lost his job? Uh, it's, it's difficult, but also you know it was a manager coming in that I, that I knew who'd already bought me and got rid of me before that. So I was kind of thinking, well, what's going to go on here? But uh, he rang me virtually when he got you know got the job. You know, I spoke to him and he told me what he wanted to do and you know, how he was going to try and change the culture of the place and you know, that's what he did virtually from minute one. I was going to ask about that because what, what did Kevin Keegan do to, to kind of give it the, a bit of inspiration? Well, straight away, he, he knew that the training pitches and the training ground wasn't good enough. Uh, needed, needed updating very quickly and he, you know, he got the pitches sorted out straight away. Uh, got rid of a few players who, who probably you know, needed to move on. And brought players in, and like I say, you knew with with Keegan that you were going to get entertaining football, and I think the, the fans bought into it. Even though we, you know, we lost game here and there, 
you know, it was a, it was a great time to be a City player. I was going to I was going to say that because I mean you've got the likes of Ali Benabi, Ilberkovic, Sean Wright, Phillips all all in that team. Uh, there, was, there was just so much creativity for you. Yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, obviously Goats and Paolo Wanchop, myself as as the main three forwards. Uh, when you've got Benabi and Berkovic behind you, you, you're going to get chances. You know, Ali Benabi was you know, one of the best players I've ever seen. It's it's kind of a shame that he probably came to the, to England a bit too late. Really, if he came when he was 25, 26. I think people would speak speak of him as you know, like like they do as Ola in Burkamp because he was he was that good. How much how much confidence does it give you to have those sorts of players in the team? Well, when he first t- turned up on his first training session, I thought we bought like a taxi driver because he you know he's a little slightly overweight, a little little fella, and you're thinking well, what's going on here. And then you see him play. I think his first game was at Birmingham at home, I think, and literally I think he got a standing ovation. It, you know, he probably only trained once just before that, but you know what a player, what vision. He, you know, fans appreciate fans and players appreciate players like Ali Benabi, and you know, I think you know, the City fans are lucky to see you know a little glimpse of how good he how good he was. I think you know it'd be nice to see him five or six years before before that, but you know what a player. That that Division One title winning team, it was it, 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 still a lot of City fans will look back at that time as as one of their favourite eras because it, it was you know City had just had the the nineties where which hadn't been kind to them at all, and then just to kind of come out of that with such entertaining football, what what was it like to be part of uh, of that kind of revolution? Uh, it, even now, looking back, you know, it sounds a bit drastic, but without that league win and getting back to the Premier League, I, I don't know where if we'd have this juggernaut that's Man City now, you know, I think it was vitally important that they got back up straight away before they went to the new stadium. And they've just, you know, it's snowballed since from there, really. But I think it's, you know, a real important part of Man City's history. You know, I'm really proud to be a part of a little part of that, that, you know, hopefully snowballed into this absolute juggernaut. And uh, you got a fair few hat-tricks in that, in that season, if I remember rightly, one of which was on the day that that City won the title. Yeah, it's, like I say, with the players we had and you know the confidence we had coming towards the end of that that, that season, you know teams were coming in just hoping not to get battered. We had you know we was we was on fire really, and I was just finishing off good moves for you know from balls from Berkovic and Bernabeu and Wright Phillips, and you know it was a pleasure to play with the likes of Sean Gotcher and people like that. You know, over my career I've been lucky to play with some really great players, and you know it's it's, it's, a, it's a massive part of my career that I look back on and thinking you know it's as good as it can get. And such a contrast, I suppose, from the first kind of six months of your time at City. You must go into games, you know, just feeling like I can go on the pitch and just play, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll probably score, and it'll be just be be a really kind of easy thing to do. Yeah, it's difficult. But when I first got to to City, I think I think five or six games in, I had a little tear in my cartilage, so I was always fighting it for that first season. To be honest with you, and you know, near the end of the season, I, didn't, I missed probably the last four or five games because I had an operation on my knee. So. It was nice to get back and be part of something where people remember. Because I think people do remember, you know, sides that win things, and you know, just to be part of that and be part of, you know, this history of this great club. It's you know, it's it's great when things like that happen because it don't happen very often in in a career. And there was that FA Cup tie at Ipswich where City had obviously the, the opportunity to show what they were doing on a, on a national stage. It was on BBC One, Ipswich were the, were the Premier League side. Um, and it was just, I mean, there was a golfing class on that day. Yeah, I think before that, we, we had a game. We went away for four or five days before that, stayed, uh, I think, down Colchester way. And uh, Keegan just got it through to us that uh, let's show everybody what we're about. Because we knew we were a good team. You know, we knew we were a good team, but it's all right beating people five or six in the in the championship. 
but we knew that if we played at our full potential that we would we would destroy Ipswich and that's what it was it finished I think it 4-1 didn't it but it could have been 5-6 it was you know we were a much better team than Ipswich so you know fair play to all the lads because especially doing it live on TV as well it's not easy what was key that season, do you think, to, to getting the squad back together and, uh, and into winning ways to be able to bounce back to, uh, to the Premier League in the, at the first attempt? I think it's all about uh, good players and character. You know, you bring in Stuart Pearce, even though he's 40 years old, he's not, he's not, his, his standards never drop. I think you, know, you bring in Bernabe, you've got Berkovic, who's a great player, Kevin O'Rock, you know, Chiato. We, we had players all over the place. Richard Dunn, who went on to, you know, he won four player of the years. It's... You're only as good as your players, and you know we had, we had some real good players, but we also had character and uh, determination because you know the championship is one of the hardest leagues in the world, really, to to get out of and to do well in. So, you know, fair play to everybody that was there that season because it's you know it's something that people remember for years. And of course, when when City are back in the Premier League, there's uh, you know John Mackin's just come in, Nicholas and Elka's arrived. There's there's much more competition for, for for places in the front kind of three, front two. Um, and you went on to score the opening goal of that season. Yeah, it was a, I think it was a skanky header on it against Newcastle. But they, but they all can't. We played very well that day. We could have beat them four or five. So you know, it was nice to you know be back in the Premier League and scoring goals. The only real disappointment was you know we bought players in, but. You know, between me and Goats, we scored probably 70 goals near enough that season. And you know, I don't think we played a game together, which, you know, you can imagine nowadays if your front two scores 70 goals going up and not kicking a ball in the same team together, you'd be a bit disappointed. But that's probably the only negative, really, that, you know, we, we all the hard work we put in the season before, we never really got a chance to, you know, kick on again. I was going to ask, does it? I mean, is is it difficult as a striker who has helped a team get back up to to, to the top flight to then see you know other players coming in that are, are, are possibly going to take your position? It's, it's, it happens in football. Don't get me wrong. And Nicholas Anelka is a fabulous player, and he has been throughout his career. But you know, sometimes you you just wish that you'd you'd be given a chance to continue what you was doing. You know, we finished the season really strong. Like I say, Goats. I think nearly scored forty goals that season. So. It can be disappointing, but that is football, and it sounds that things probably happen for a reason. You know, I ended up moving on to to Norwich from there, and you know, I'm regarded as you know one of Norwich's best ever players. So it, things work out for for a reason, and like I said, it was disappointing at the time, but I can always say that I played from you know a great a great club like Man City, and it's you know it does mean a lot. When when that game against TNS came around at uh, the Millennium Stadium, did you when you when you were leaving the pitch, did you know that was going to be your last game? Uh, probably not, but also you, you know that you know Keegan likes to bring players in. I think he brought Robbie Fowler in not long after that, or around then, and you kind of know that if you keep bringing players in, that they're doing it for a reason. You know, it's not always it's not always a good thing, but like I say, things do happen for a reason, and it's disappointing at the time. But I, I always always want wherever I've been. If if I'm not in the team, then I'm not just going to sit there and pick up money. I'm going to go and play football and try and play as many games as I can and that's what I did throughout my career so sometimes you have to move on even if you don't want to and but that's that's life that's football it's, it's been the same you know for the last 20-30 years when uh, when when you were with Norwich I, you'll have to forgive me I don't really remember very well did you uh, did you come back and, and, and play as, a, as an opposition player at the Etihad or uh, yeah a, I did yeah yeah we I think we drew I think we drew one all maybe I can remember Danny Mills giving me a kick a kick in so uh, yeah, it is like I say. It was always nice to, to come back. I've got fond memories. Fond memories. Uh, 
you know, I don't get back as often nowadays. But when I do, you know, I, I still get, you know, remembered. I still, people still hold me in high regard. So, you know, you've got to be happy with that. And uh, just finally, I, mean, I can't let you go without asking you about this because uh, there's there's a viral clip of you being interviewed on American uh, on American TV just before you move uh, to San Jose. Um, just talk me through uh, what what was going through your mind when uh, when they were speaking to you. Well, the thing is, I couldn't I couldn't see him to be honest. With you. And they were in the studio, and I was just standing by the side of the pitch. So he was talking about goals and the greatest players to ever. And I, I didn't have a clue what he was on about to be honest. With you. I was just trying to like blag my way through the interview. But obviously the bloke didn't have a clue about football. He's never watched a game of football in his whole life. And basically he was just talking rubbish. But it, it was quite funny on TV. I think he thought I was best mates with David Beckham. I was like, mate, I've never even met the geezer before. But <laughs> what can you do? 